Welcome to the Focus Today podcast with Perry Atkinson. And I've uh, been looking forward to talking to our next guest today, Cindy uh, Drucker. She is a veteran journalist, editor, and producer. She's the host of the NTD's The Nation's Speaks, featured there on Epoch TV, and the director of Unseen Crisis, uh, which is about COVID and the lab leaks. And she was also involved in award-winning Holocaust documentary, Finding Manny. And by the way, there's a couple of uh, websites here, but uh, let's see... I'll have you give them, Cindy. What, what are the what are the websites there? Sounds good. For, for the film, the best place to go is to unseencrisis.com, okay. and that will lead you to uh, where to find it on Epoch TV. So that's the easiest place to go. Okay, great. Good to see you. Thanks for your time. How are you today? I'm good. I'm good. How are you doing? Your last guest was very interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, disasters are what uh, tiny mistakes, big disasters. Um, the COVID thing is back in the news, and I, I, it, we're approaching this very carefully. I understand that uh, uh, RFK Jr. Uh, last podcast or something got taken down because it was considered um, disinformation. <laughs> and as you know, he wrote the book about Fauci and all that. But um, we're, we're coming back around to this subject, and it's, I find it interesting to be back in the news. But... Back to COVID, one of the questions, some basic questions. Can we prove and should we prove that it came from Wuhan lab in China and that it was leaked there, perhaps even intentionally? Um, I do think it's important to get to the bottom of it for no other reason than, you know, how are we going to prevent next ones? If indeed, which is the hypothesis, which seems to be the most likely, if indeed it was leaked from a lab and came from doing very risky, dangerous gain of function research, then, and it caused this global pandemic, then, that, then that's an issue that we really need to get to the bottom of because we want to prevent it from happening again. And then, of course, there's also the issue of the Chinese Communist Party, the CCP, cover-up of it all. They knew earlier on what was going on. They didn't let it be known, and that is what, you know, allowed it to spread throughout the world. You know, they had shut down um, travel from Wuhan itself while they still allowed people from Wuhan to travel internationally. I mean, there were many things like this that, you know, had they, or, and doctors in China trying to get the word out because it's a, you know, an authoritarian regime. You're not allowed to speak out of turn and they got punished for it instead of being able to warn the world. So there's a lot of lessons to be learned from it. So I, I do think despite being three years out, it's still incredibly important to get to the bottom of it. You think we will? That's a good question. I think the picture, the, the thing about the truth is it, it, it comes out. So there's enough different FOIA requests and people, investigative journalists and people looking into it that the puzzle pieces are coming together. You know, at Epoch Times, it was early, I think it was in March, April 2020, we put out our first documentary about the origins of the virus. And, and basically we said all you know, everything points to it having come from the Wuhan Institute of Virology lab. And to this day, that's, you know, and it was taboo to talk about it then, you know, we had the documentary censored, anyone who said it on, you know, Twitter or Facebook got censored. But now it seems, you know, unavoidable that that's exactly what happened. Does the work, the word leak imply intentional? Um, no. 
Well, mm, it can. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, we have leaks from the you know White House or whatever all the time, which are obviously intentional. So that's kind of where the question lies. Um, well, there, there's two things. One, it seems clear it leaked from from the lab. It all evidence is pointing towards that. Was it intentionally leaked? It doesn't seem to look like it. Was once the leak happened, was it intentionally covered up? Yes, the evidence looks like that was the case. Was it developed as a bioweapon or is it just doing risky research? Jury is out. My, my, I'm more in the risky research line of things, but you know, certainly it's plausible it was being developed that way. So I think it, escaping into the world was preventable. Okay, so to that point, there is something here that leads one to believe that China didn't care if it got out. And the point being, you mentioned it earlier, they restricted domestic flights, but not global flights from Wuhan. You can't ignore that fact, right? Exactly. Like, how could you explain that in some other way? Obviously, they knew there was a risk, and so they were, you know, restricting domestic airport. And then there, there's a lot of other things behind the scenes, talks that were going on about, you know, on on the U.S. side. So, so you know, it's coming out now that it's highly likely that U.S. funding went to the scan of function research in the Wuhan Institute of Virology Lab through, um, through the. Uh, what's it called, the EcoHealth Alliance. So there would be some incentive on the U.S. side also to not let that get out, which is perhaps why they were pushing people more towards the wet market explanation for the origins of the virus. I mean, there's a whole lot of other things going on. Explain to us, lay people, Dana Function. Well, I'm a lay person, too. <laughs> Just a journalist, but... Basically, uh, yeah, not a, not a scientist, not a medical person, but basically it means um, adding functionality to a, a virus that already exists, in this case, to make it more transmissible among humans. So taking something that exists in a bat or whatever other animal or other place and, you know, boosting it up to make it more transmissible among humans. The, the theory behind doing such research is, hey, if this does get out into the human population, it's better if we kind of can see how it behaves, develop vaccines, et cetera, et cetera. So this is a, you know, a risk prevention thing to do. But the reason it's been, you know, banned in the U.S. and a lot of other places and why it was happening in China is because it's very risky if it gets out. And there were all kinds of red flags about, you know, um, just lack of proper security measures at that lab. Uh, there had been other lab leaks, and there's there's been lab leaks in other labs too. Like it's you know humans are fallible, so that's why it's considered extremely risky research to do. And I guess the other question that comes out of this, Cindy. So forgive me, I'm just kind of going down a road here as a common person trying to figure out where we go with all this. Do you have any idea why Dana Function would push the limits on something that they know is not good? Yeah, well, that's there's a lot of things, you know, research being done out there that you can, <laughs> you know, see that could have possible disastrous um, applications or outcomes. Um, that's all I've got to say. I mean, there's one side of thing we, we know in China anyway that everything there's no such thing as a purely domestic use. Everything is you know multi-use, military and civilian, right? There's kind of no lines there. So there certainly has been research in China in the world going on for bioweapons. Like that's a thing. We can't pretend it's not a thing. Whether that was the case for this or not, you know, we we, we can debate that. But 
that's one application why people would do it. But the other one is supposed to be about, you know, security. If we if it could possibly get into humans and do this on its own, shouldn't we study it and see how we can, you know, counteract it if that does happen? Okay, let's switch over to the vaccine. Highly controversial. Uh, it came out as an experimental drug. It was fast tracked. Um, and uh, it was forced on people. It divided families, individuals, everything. It was an amazing thing. Um, that's behind us now. However, we're hearing and seeing and reading about reports of its long-term effect. What are you hearing? Well, yeah, that's precisely what the Unseen Crisis, the documentary is about, is what happened to some people who took the virus, you know, we or took the vaccine um, and had really horrible health outcomes and are still suffering from it. We, we, we know about myocarditis, that's been acknowledged by the FDA and CDC, and Guillain-Barre syndrome is acknowledged, very rare. Um, we know about uh, some people having blood clots, that's kind of getting acknowledged, and some people might have an instant allergic reaction. But according to the doctors in the documentary who are, you know, studying all of this very carefully, 80% of the reactions people actually have are neurological. And what happens is they have a strange constellation of symptoms. So first, some people don't even associate it with the vaccine or know it's with the vaccine. Most of the people in the film, and for a lot of people, it will happen so immediately that they, you know, there isn't another explanation. But what happens is they'll go to the emergency room. And because the FDA, CDC are not saying, hey, this could happen, look for these symptoms, these are the tests to do, this is how you treat it. They go to the emergency room with, you know, this like electricity shooting through their body with a numbness or paralysis of certain limbs and different parts of the body that might even move around. Gastro, all kinds of gastro issues, heart, very str like stroke-like, you know, heart symptoms. But they'll do the test that would seem normal to an emergency room doctor, and they'll come up negative. And then they send them home with a diagnosis of psychosis. They will literally tell them they're crazy because the test they're doing cannot explain the symptoms they're having. And the problem is because it's not acknowledged by the FDA and CDC, and they aren't telling doctors to look out for this and telling them which tests they could be doing that would show results and then help these people, because that's not happening. These people are totally left out on their own. Um, then they're just, you know, searching for any kind of help. They'll try different therapies. Most of it's outside of insurance. If you don't get treatment very quickly, our doctors have told us that they can tell us too from their own experience, then the chances of reversing the impacts are less and less the longer you let it go. So two people in the documentary are literally in wheelchairs with feeding tubes and all because nobody recognized what was going on. Okay, any idea why we are not coming up with a diagnosis of this and treating it? Yeah, that, that's the million dollar question and what they're all asking also. I mean, I can hypothesize, um, you know, all systems were go for the vaccine, right? Everything was all in, it's safe and effective. Any messaging that came out that indicated it wasn't safe or effective was was stifled and silenced and censored. You weren't allowed to talk about it. You know, every single medicine in your medicine cabinet has warnings on it, right? You know, these could be the adverse reactions. You know, if you have this condition or, you know, these other drugs don't take it. Like, we, we know that, but for some reason for these vaccines, it was one size fits all. And we weren't allowed to acknowledge that maybe it's not great for some people. And if you had a bad reaction, you know, it was completely censored. So why? Yeah, maybe because they were all in. They didn't want that. It seems clear they didn't want any messaging going out that would create vaccine hesitancy. One other, um, one other question here, excuse me, uh, Cindy, before I run out of time. 
Uh, the vaccine literally was promoted that it would prevent you from getting uh, COVID. That right. wasn't true, right? No, it was never true, and they knew it. They didn't, in clinical trials, they never even tested it for transmissibility. So when they told us that, it was not true. Um, and that was the whole you know, justification for the mandates, right? You have to get it to protect the people around you and you know, get it to protect grandma. Never true. And it turns out, obviously, we all know now because of how many people have gotten and you know, transmitted COVID after getting the vaccine that it, not, it was far from true. You're fascinating. Uh, I'm out of time. Uh, so the documentary, uh, where do they go again? Uh, go to unseencrisis.com. That's the best way to get there. Okay. Check it out, folks. Cindy, thank you. You're fascinating. Let's stay connected. <laughs> Great. Thank you. God bless. Thank Bye-bye. You. Thank you for listening to this week's Focus Today podcast. Remember, you can visit our website to check out all the interviews we did this week on our daily Focus Today TV show at thedove.us. And if you like this podcast, please take a moment to rate us and share it with your friends.